Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to marketing strategies to regulatory pressures. Ready or not, Gen Z is upon us, with the oldest members of this cohort about to turn 21 and move out on their own, and the younger ones holding increasingly more sway over what ends up in their family's grocery carts. As the largest generation on a global scale, as well as the most diverse and multicultural, Gen Z, also known as the I generation for their seemingly near-constant engagement with technology, are starting to develop their own shopping preferences that will shape markets in the near future, if not already. This means brands are starting to tailor innovations and marketing to meet Gen Z's expectations. Unfortunately, Given how quickly this generation's preferences are evolving, many food and beverage manufacturers are scrambling to understand what flavors, ingredients, and product characteristics both appeal and repel them, as well as what influences their purchase behavior beyond the actual product, such as company values and marketing approaches, play in their decision-making process. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, Sarah Diedrich, the Consumer Marketing Manager of Synergy Flavors, shares three macro trends that are influencing this generation's approach to food and beverage, including unity, sensory-centric focus, and tech integration. When it comes to choosing a food or beverage, taste has traditionally been king. And while there is still an important factor for younger shoppers, it's no longer enough, according to Diedrich. Rather, she says, Gen Z shoppers increasingly consider whether a brand's values align with their own. This, in turn, is leading to a rise in so-called boycotting. It's like the anti-boycott. So it's essentially about like an excess purchase of a particular brand or product to support their messaging. Um, and in terms of unity or, or food and beverage products having um, like a stand, a, some sort of stance or some sort of um, persona about them, um, we're seeing that in all sorts of products. I think, you know, just in the last couple of years, we've seen Super Bowl commercials take um, more progressive stances. We've um, you know, especially like the, a lot of the beer brands that have you know majority of the spots at, during the Super Bowl, you also see uh, products like Ben and Jerry's ice cream having um, political puns or um, things about uh, you know controversial issues. And and one specifically is is about our world and what's happening to it and and how are we being um, sustainable. So one brand that I really like just the name of it, is the Harmless Harvest brand. You can buy their coconut water in most grocery stores now, um, and they have a pretty good advertising campaign. But just the, just the name of it um, in itself is it speaks to sustainability. It might speak to, again, kind of um, that, that messaging of, of being harmless could be both from, you know, the impact it's having on you, the impact it's having on the environment, um, I think it has a lot of legs to to respond to the consumer in, in an emotional way. Another way that the macro trend of unity is influencing food and beverage is through shifting flavor preferences with Gen Z seeking simpler but also more authentic flavors, 
compared to millennials who have favored fusion cuisines for years. When it comes to flavor choices, with millennials, we saw a lot of mashups. So, like, let's combine car- caramel and sriracha, and um, you know, kind of fusion cuisines. Which that's not necessarily going away. But one thing that we see from Gen Z is like this um, a, a real interest in in keeping the authenticity of flavor or the authenticity of a dish, whether that be to um, kind of celebrate heritage or explore new heritages, like rather than bringing, um, you know, sushi into a burrito format or uh, naan into pizza, um, like we saw kind of ways to introduce uh, maybe a a cultural cuisine in a more approachable way. Um, Gen Z, we see them wanting to really try it in like its true format. And I think that's a speaks a lot to what um, the unity and the inclusivity of that generation. With Gen Z still being on the younger side, there is less uh, what we would call like adventurous combinations, but that doesn't mean that the Gen Z's consumer is, is playing it safe. Um, they still crave like those bold, super spicy, extra sour uh, flavors, but they're still probably just like a super sour apple um, or, you know, traditional hot, a traditional hot spicy flavor rather than having like some kind of crazy twist that um, would probably speak to us as being more adventurous. As Diedrich mentioned, that doesn't mean Gen Z is playing it safe. Rather, she explained that younger shoppers are being adventurous without tipping too far into the unfamiliar or scary territory by combining a new flavor with a familiar format. Um, you already like pancakes and you already like churros, um, but you know having them together is, is could be a version of being um, kind of adventurous to the Gen Z consumer without being too too scary or too much of a risk to try, too much of a risk to put money behind um, in case you weren't to, to like the taste or like the concept. As the blending of churros and pancakes suggests, Gen Z is all about products that offer a wow focus. According to Diedrich, this isn't limited to just unexpected flavor combinations, but rather they're looking for multi-sensory experiences that include texture, sound, and presentation. According to Diedrich, one way this is playing out was with the rising popularity of autonomous sensory meridian response videos of people consuming food and beverages with the volume cranked all the way up. It's all about uh, you know these these sounds and visuals that um, have a physical effect on your body. Maybe it's relaxing or calming, and they're kind of crazy <laughs> the ASMR videos, but. Um, that's integrated itself into the food and beverage industry, especially uh, via uh, YouTube, like uh, cooking tutorials, where you can hear very crisply, crisply the the sounds coming from opening the package and stirring the pot, and um, it's it's definitely an interesting way that we're bringing sensory into um, into that into that food space. So that is kind of an out there trend that we're seeing that's very much um, something that Gen Z is experiencing. But um, when we look at things that might be more <laughs> more mainstream, 
we see things like um, escape rooms or the pop-up museums, like Instagram museums, where um, there's, there's 29 rooms and there's the Museum of Ice Cream, where it's all about kind of um, either having those different sensory effects and also sharing those experiences online. So with, um, with consumers really kind of looking for that sensory effect, you get lots of fun. It um, plays with texture, uh, different um, heat and spice and sweet and kind of different um, flavor combinations that, again, are not necessarily new, but... Um, or sorry, not, not necessarily unfamiliar, but kind of new combination. So I see this a lot in ice cream. Um, we're seeing like a brown butter French toast uh, banana ice cream, and um, maybe it has the sticky element of like a maple syrup with also the crunchy textures of um, the French toast pieces and maybe bananas in the in the base. So we're seeing a lot of play on texture, um, both in ice cream and confection, really, too. As we've already hinted at, Gen Z is the first generation to grow up fully as digital natives. And as such, they are tech-savvy and use their devices not to escape from the world around them, but rather to understand and engage with it at a deeper level. For the food and beverage industry, Dietrich says this tech-centric trend is most powerful in their marketing and advertising efforts. But she adds it's also an opportunity for total immersion and brand extension in some surprising ways. I mean, Gen Z, or as they're sometimes called the I generation, they tend to be nicknamed that because of their, um, their relationship with their phone or their relationship with tech. And... Um, one thing that uh, we've learned through our research is that while though they might seem more distant because they are kind of really integrated into into the tech, is that they're actually engaging um, on on pretty deep levels uh, via the web or via via their um, their devices. So uh, just because they're they're very tech integrated, that doesn't mean that. Um, they have a lack of, of depth to, to their relationships or um, kind of how they're connecting online. So when you think of that, I think it's really, you know, especially important of how you as a brand or a company reach out to uh, Gen Z and marketing to Gen Z really needs to be a really customizable, personalized approach because there's a variety of different personas within Gen Z that we could really look at. And um, talking to them as kind of one unit um, won't be nearly as, as effective as we see the same thing with, with millennials and, and other generations. Um, but I think especially more, more to Gen Z because they can tend to pick up on, um, you know, if, if an ad is just trying to relate to them or if it really truly is kind of aligning with how they see themselves or how they um, kind of build their personal brand. So with with the tech integration, obviously advertisement is a huge piece. Social media and advertisement and lifestyle, all those things go, go hand in hand. Um, but a way that we can talk about this from a, from a macro level trend is uh, 
through like um, immersion. So because of the personalization aspect to tech and because of everything around us, um, uh, one example I like to use is like the sriracha trend that was, uh, you know, years ago is that people who loved sriracha could have sriracha products. You could create, get things created on Etsy that was had sriracha bottles on it. You could have sriracha uh, keychains. You could have your whole room decorated <laughs> to be, um, sir, you know, sriracha product focused. Or same thing with um, like a, a video game that you like, or a certain um, TV show online with pop with pop up environments and all the different things that you have available to you. Um, via this integration, you can really kind of immerse yourself in a certain world. And we see that with um, lots of discussions on trends being around escapism. But in that sense, like when you have all those messaging that you can cater to yourself, there's also a need to kind of diverge and get out of that and kind of distract. And, and maybe you see a lot of messages about, hey, just take five minutes and like set your phone down or use this meditation app or kind of reminding people to slow down and, um, you know, step out in nature and, and kind of get out of that space. So while it's two in the same, um, there's different products that are geared to those different things. Like a brand that I think of when it comes to gaming or um, like the tech integration could certainly be uh, like G Fuel and how they're advertising like you know gamer energy drinks how how they're talking about their how they're talking about how they target their consumer and how that product fits into their life um but then there's also tons of products out there that are trying to help people relax and slow down and be more mindful and i think that although it might be seem weird to talk about that with tech it it really goes hand in hand because we can be so efficient now on our phones and we're getting so many messages um, through so many mediums, it, it does become the conversation about um, how, how it affects our mood, how it affects how it affects stress, why so many people are looking for more ways to relax and, and counteract those two things of being very stimulated to then trying to balance um, being calm. On that note, I'll let you all unplug and relax as we've reached the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you'll join me again next week for another installment. And to ensure you remember, I encourage you to subscribe to us on iTunes. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive and profitable week.